All right, we're recording. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Gay hello, Racing hello. Podcast, uh, episode number four. And today we have a guest. Woo! Ah. Yeah, we have Jackson. Round of applause. Um, I'm clapping. Yay! <laughs> so I guess we'll. Our stat man. So I guess me and Alex will reintroduce ourselves and then we can talk about Jackson. Um, yeah. I'm Zach. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, my voice. Zach! 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 Hi, Zach. <laughs> I'm Zach. My pronouns are he, him. And Haley Deegan, I drive a Mustang if you're free Friday night. No one's buying that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Alex. My pronouns are he, they. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, I would like to take a ride in your Corvette. I'm also free Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I am also free on Friday night. Um, I'm Jackson. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, his, and I work Friday night, so I am not free. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, shit, we should have done our Twitters. Well, y'all know me and Alex's Twitter. Um, I'm at underscore jtod14 underscore. Yeah. Wait, it's at... It. It's well, Say it again. Okay, it's at underscore... <laughs> And then J talk louder. I'm sorry. And then underscore. I know. I had J say it again. I interrupted you. Oh my god. So I put the I put the underscores because it looked nice on Instagram, uh-huh. and then I joined Twitter, and I wanted it to be the same, and so I have the underscores. So it's underscore J Todd. Four. One four. One four. One four. Like Tony Stewart. Yes. And then another underscore. Oh, T. Okay. So underscore J Todd 14 <laughs> underscore. All right. That is correct. Got it. Cool. <laughs> I don't know people's Twitter usernames. I just know they're like, I just know their face. Um, For the longest time, I was just Ryan Blaney. Is that how you knew me? Just Ryan Blaney. <laughs> no, you had Ryan some, Blaney. Alex, you had some weird dude when I first met you. It was like a black and white uh-huh. picture. I don't know who it was, but it was some dude. Oh, it was probably music related. I, think, I didn't. I, think, I hadn't made the yeah. transition to NASCAR Twitter. Yeah, yet. it was before you made the full transition. <laughs> what a mistake that was! Oh my god! <laughs> what, what did NASCAR Twitter do this week? I don't even remember. Uh, but uh, let's not even. It, talk anyways, about it. we have a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot's going on, um, and we have Jackson here, of course. Yes, our pristine guest. Pristine. Uh, ooh. So, what do we want to talk about first? I guess, Jackson. I guess you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do with like the, um, yeah, your so, the thing. Yeah. My name is Jackson. Uh, I am a sports communication major at DePaul University in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I got kicked out of my dorms in March, and basically sat at home all summer working 20 hours a week and i was like okay i got all this downtime what am i going to do with it and so i've been kind of active on nascar twitter the last like five years but this summer i was like okay i'm gonna do stuff um and so the i guess the kind of big thing i did this year is i started making those cars the little 8-bit uh car designs yeah like the Uh, little they're so nice they're so cute and i've wanted to do them for a while um, cause I've seen like, like I've seen, there's a few like spotter guides people have made with them before. Um, they're not, I don't know, they they weren't very like big. And I was like, okay, tweet all this stat stuff just randomly. And like, I want, 
I want to be able to visualize that. Yeah, and I, I think one of these aids, cars made. Visual aids are really good. So I was like, okay, I'll sit around and paint these little squares in Photoshop. And then I can, once I have them complete, I'll have this whole array of them to use for stats and things. And that it's been really fun to do. Um, and people really like them too. So uh, that's kind of been the big thing for me this year is those cars, which unfortunately, now school's back. I don't really have the time to make a bunch of new designs. Period. I feel that. I mean, I literally have like, I mean, well over a hundred of these little cars just stored on my computer that I can throw into charts and things. Yeah, because so, you did like all um, the different paint schemes and stuff. Yeah. So basically my routine was at first I made one for every car, um, every car number. Mm-hmm. And then I did, I have all the race winners for that poster thing. And then I would do like at least three of the top 10 starters if I didn't already have them. And if I didn't need to make any, then I'd find like one random guy in the field I needed to do. And I try to have like the top five finishers um, with an updated paint scheme. So each one probably took like half an hour to do. Um, most of them, some of them have renders from the top. Those are easier to do. Like all the Stuart Haas ones had to be done by hand, which on all the freaking Bush cars, <laughs> those are awful because they don't have those top renders. So I have to sit there oh, and no. try to map out where those stupid colored boxes are. Oh, no. So that's that why sounds I'm horrible. Finally, one in that primary bush car. I was like, "All right, I can just post it. I don't Kevin, have to sit here for an hour." I want all of those bush cars as die cast, though. Low key, they all look oh, really good. The corn I, one, the fireworks one. Oh my gosh! Oh, the, yes, the corn one apple. is really good. Like the mountain one, that like really dark blue. <gasps> the bush one, one beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Like they put okay, bush beer. Best sponsor for paint schemes. Oh yeah. Period. They yeah. are so creative. Like they give the team or in the designer so much like freedom. Like they are bringing out hot paint schemes every week, different paint schemes every week. Selling hella diecasts. Yeah. And I think that's what's good about it is it's not like because there's a way they could do it and everyone be like, "Oh my god, it's kind of like like in the NBA, you have like these like seven different jerseys they've been wearing and it's like, "Oh, it's just to sell more jerseys." But with the bush cars, I don't get that same like energy from it. It doesn't feel like yeah. it's just a money oh, grab. Like all. it feels good. Mm-hmm. It just feels like they just want to promote themselves because they're yeah. good designs too. They're not just cheap. Like yeah, like what's an example? Like I don't even know what a good example of like a cheap like changing the paint scheme for no reason. But... Like the discount tire switching to the throwback for the rest of the year when it's the freaking line moving up six inches. <laughs> That is an example. It doesn't even look better because it curves on like the wheel right. roll, but the Gen Six is too bulky an, for that. Another example would be the uh, the forty two. I forget the sponsor name, but that green forty two car. They changed the number from the, white to red. I don't want to talk that about that. Stupid. That was the start was of really Kyle Larson's downfall. The red number. That was <laughs> dumb. Uh, breaking news: Adam Stern just tweeted. What? I know this is like doesn't release right away. Chicagoland will lose its annual NASCAR Cup Series race in 2021, per sources, as part of the schedule shakeup that will be announced tomorrow. I'm Holy killing shit. myself. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> well, damn. Oh, my God. And in the comments, someone used one of my Chad Chaos memes. <laughs> so this oh was God. rumored. That's funny. Uh, yeah, they were talking yeah, about it all day today. Oh. Should we just shift over wow. to our well, let's schedule? Just, well, let's talk about Store. it now, yeah. Because, okay. like... Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah, wow. Well, my initial thought is Damn. I'm disappointed I... because Chicagoland is one of the best mile and a halfs on the schedule. It is. Like, 
even with this package, it put on one of the best races with this package <sighs> last year. And then 2018, we all remember what happened with the finish. And then... Yeah. Uh, I, uh, and it's an untapped... Well, it's kind of an untapped market. I don't know. My geography gets cloudy in the Midwest. but <laughs> It's... Um, as a person that now lives in Chicago, I will say... Uh, I mean, the closest track, I guess, is Indy. Kansas. Yeah. Um, that's, I, okay, but also... Chicagoland, but it's like significant. It's like it's like not in Chicago. It's pretty far away. Yeah, it's, it's like, like on the south side, right? Like I mean, very, very yeah, that's south why they side. call Chicago land. Right, it's Chicago land. It's not. Um, it's not Chicago. It's not like Kansas, where it's just on the north side of town. No. It's like right. sixty miles south of Chicago, if I remember right. Um, let me see. So um, that's like was... going to like. Yeah. Richmond from like Northern Virginia. Did Stern not mention anything about Kentucky? Because Kentucky is the other track that I've yeah. seen rumored to lose its date. So is um, it just uh, Chicago land right now? Chicago is an hour and a half outside of the city. Oh wow! Look that. But yeah, he just tweeted that Chicago thing. That's um, just Chicago. So far, interesting. The I. I personally hope that Gateway gets on the schedule because that's only three hours away from me. Um, yeah, they're I, talking about Gateway being on the schedule. If it's not Gateway, I could see Road America because that's mm -hmm. also the same kind of vicinity. Um, I doubt Iowa gets a date. I've seen people I mention like I feel like some people mention like a Chicago street course race could be a possibility, but uh, I, I Chicago I, Pier yeah. from NASCAR 09. I highly oh. doubt for next season. Chicago but... Pier from NASCAR 09. Do you know what I'm talking uh, yes. about, Alex? I think I do. It was like a Walmart track, right? In the older games? No, it was different. Well, actually, yeah. kind of. They had like I... a different course in the next gen NASCAR mm -hmm. 09. Yeah. And it was like on the water. It was really funny. Because, like, if it was a real-life track, you could easily, like, flip over the bridge and land in the water. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. That's really interesting. Well, there are a like lot of wanna... Midwest tracks that y'all were right. just mentioned. Iowa's really good. I like Iowa a lot. Gateway's really if they, good. If they want to do a dirt race, they should go to Knoxville, Iowa. That is a track, I would say, better than Eldora. Mm -hmm. Like, more prepped for, like, Cup. If they... Fuck the Bristol dirt race yeah. idea. Dirt, to, dirt Bristol's Knoxville very like Eldora. Yeah. I I don't like that. It's kind of dumb. We'll talk about that when they release the actual schedule like, uh, the next week. But I feel the same way about kind of the dirt race as I do about the road course race. Like um, like we have the Roval. Like that is a stupid like okay like you know air quote like stupid road course. You know like it's you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I like I'm it like, as long as there's no more. So that's what I'm saying is like if you're gonna do the dirt race, execute it well. Don't do it at Bristol just to be goofy. If you're gonna add a road course, add a road course because it's gonna be good, not to be goofy. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, who, why spend all that money to like get the track covered in dirt for? Like, yeah. it's Bristol, it's, dude. I'd rather have two cool. cup races at Bristol. Oh, me too. It was cool when like they had the World of Outlaws do it. Yeah, but we don't different. we don't need the Cup Series to do it. There's like. A, there are thousands of dirt tracks across this country. Why do this to Bristol? 
Like, but, put that money into, like, I, I don't know. I'm t I'm trying to spend someone else's money, I guess. But don't. You could literally, I said this. You could put dirt in the Texas infield, like the front straightaway part, and do a dirt race there. Well, Texas already has a dirt track outside or, their facility. <laughs> so. That's what someone on Twitter told me. They were like, uh, honey, Texas already got a dirt track. So, honestly, just do that. Yeah. Like, fuck one of the Texas races. I think make the, the problem is, race. like, facility-wise. But I guess it's yeah. outside. The... I don't know how that works. I don't know. Again, I'm spending someone else's money. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I get it. But, like, main point of all this is NASCAR is doing a lot to the schedule next year. And I appreciate it to some extent. It's just, like, I'm such a perfectionist. And they're like, oh, you're getting rid of Chicagoland? No. Like, yeah. Like, there has to be casualties. And in a perfect don't world... Take... Don't take a Kansas date. Yeah, in the perfect world. I, well, I mm, doubt Kansas loses a date. They put too much damn money I, in that casino. I would think, yeah, between the casino and I think Chicagoland losing this race, that knocks out the ISC mile and a half right there. So that would suggest yeah. to me Kansas keeping that second date. I think and, you know, we already lost the Auto Club. I mean, technically, it's going to become no. a short track. That's also ISC. Why isn't yeah. SMI taking any cuts here? They're just going to yeah. put dirt on Bristol, and they're going to... stupid all-star race at Texas. Yeah. yeah, like... Yeah. And I guess if Kentucky goes oh. away, that's a lot of... Oh, my SMI. God. What? Oh. Jeff Gluck just tweeted, Kentucky also to lose its race. Oh. They okay. are dropping bombs. So it's, it's going right now. The mile-and-a-half <laughs> genocide is starting. <laughs> well, so... So, if Kentucky's wow. going away, that is a loss for SMI then, too. Oh, my God. Someone so tweeted Chicago Maybe that's Pier. the balance. Mark, uh, what's his name? Mark Sebka. Fuck. Sebka. Sebka. Yeah. You know who the hell I'm talking about. Yes. Seb Arca, as his display name says, um, he put the Chicago Pier thing <laughs> on Twitter. Um, shout out to him. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I... So, NASCAR is obviously going into this direction of, okay, mile and a half suck. We're going to move on. Which, I get that. But, like, but it's not just the tracks. I feel like... See, okay. I, I was thinking about this last night. It was like, NASCAR has done this whole flippity-floppity disaster here. With the is aero it started, package? Well, okay, it's a lot. Because, you know, you oh, built the all the mile, and, yeah, because the, built the all the mile and a half in the 90s and 2000s to try to fit with IndyCar. And you had too many of them. And so now everyone was grumpy about the mile and a half. Even though the mile and a half racing, I mean, it wasn't that tragic. It just depended on the track. Yeah. Now you have, you change the package. It makes it really well, tragic. People don't like the package, so let's change the tracks and keep the, it's just frustrating to watch. Yeah. I went to Kentucky in 2015. And that was a one of the only good Kentucky races ever. It's because they had the low downforce oh, aero yeah. package. Seriously. It was the first time they ran it, so they didn't like the teams weren't really able to work any downforce back. Like it's possible to have good races at Kentucky. Everyone shits on Kentucky all the time, but I saw a good race there. Kentucky's had a lot of good races. Well, some good races. I wouldn't say. <laughs> I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, uh. but. Like, it's not the, just the tracks. Yeah, I, we do need more short tracks, I agree. We do, we do need more road courses, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about if that is what they're doing. They're just going to turn, not do anything with the aero package, just shift their gears toward 
short tracks. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, yeah. that's just kind of ignoring Which, the problem. I mean, but, you know, the short track races have been kind of nice this year, so. Oh, yeah. They have. Uh, they're, compared they're to last year. Races. Like, they're, yeah. they have to drive the car. That's, that's yes. what it feels like, is it feels like the short track races are, like, the real races. Yeah. And the mile and a half are kind of just there for the money right now. Yeah. That's how that's how I feel yeah. about the current situation. It reminds me of F1, where it's, like, the racing product isn't really there, but the glamour's there. Because it's, like, yeah. what NASCAR is yeah. kind of known for now. Like, high-speed stuff. Like, oh, 200 miles per hour when it's really 180. But anyways, <laughs> like, there, I, I don't know. Something about... I just wish, like, if... Because mile-and-a-half racing is still not, like, bad in theory. No. Like, in Xfinity Series has proved this. Like, they have had a lot of good races at mile-and-a-half. And... All you need is cars that can race. Like, it's... And that should just be the default for any kind of track, mile and a half or not. Because I think what's good about all of this is that intermediates were too populated on the schedule. And the best thing for NASCAR to do, if they're going to have 36 races, fill it with 36 different types of tracks. I mean, there's so many different types of racetracks. And, like, mm -hmm. most of our short tracks now are completely different. Martinsville, Bristol, and Richmond, if you want to include Richmond... And even Auto Club, Auto Club's short track is going to be even a little different. You know, mile and a half, while they do have differences, a lot of them are pretty similar. So I guess Chicagoland and Kentucky are kind of just the casualties from trying to move back on and looking at what, whatever tracks have money in them and not. So I understand it, even though it sucks, because again, Chicago was a good track yeah. and it put on really good races. There was a high groove on it. There was a low groove on it. But there's casualties and everything, and uh, it just sucks. These next few years are going to be very interesting. We are entering a new era of NASCAR because yeah. we're going to have a new car in 22. Mm -hmm. um, all these tracks are changing stuff. Auto Club, I think, I thought, I predicted Chicago is going to get the Auto Club treatment, but it seems that's not going to be the case. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the sport looks like like where we're racing at and just the schedule in general in like five ten years yeah i'm just excited to see the schedule next year because i i do like nascar they realize that they need to shake the schedule up and i believe this year is the first year that they really can so they're going all out well not all out with it but um, they're adding. I mean, they're going pretty. They're going pretty far. Going pretty hard at it. And so. they're adding. I mean, this is definitely the. This is the most I've seen them change anything yeah. ever. And there's also rumors about Indianapolis. Um, tomorrow they're having a press conference about Indianapolis. It's not. We don't know if it's related to IndyCar or NASCAR. Um, although the IndyCar race is there this weekend, so I wonder if that's why they're announcing something now. Um, well, Do the schedule think... releases tomorrow, though. That There's talking that the NASCAR schedule releases tomorrow, actually. Do you think that NASCAR is going to have the cup race on the road course at Indianapolis? I kind of... I kind of hope... Not. Traditional... I, as a part traditionalist, I kind of hope not, because the brick... I, I like too. the Brickyard 400. Um, I'm going to say no. It's not a good to, race, but yeah. Uh, if you're going to Indianapolis, like the whole point of it is the Brickyard 400. Like, if you're staying in Indianapolis to run at that road course, it feels like a compromise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, like for the Xfinity series, I get it. 
but like if you're there for the cup series and you're just running that road course like it doesn't just go somewhere else at that point yeah go to irp i know that track needs like remodels and stuff to fit cup but go to irp <laughs> if you're not going to run that or bring indie trucks oval, there at least something like yeah. trucks like at the short awesome. track xfinity at the road course cup at the big yeah. track i mean that makes sense I'd... to me I'd be fine with that. I don't think Xfinity should ever run the Oval again. That was kind of dumb. I didn't like how they went there in the first place. I did not like it. The yeah. road course for Xfinity makes sense. The Brickyard 400 is an event. Like, what? And, and you know, there's been decent Brickyard races. I mean, some of the Gen 4 races with, like, Tony Stewart versus Casey Kane or Tony Stewart versus Kevin Harvick. There's been decent races. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, it's... It's kind of like an F1 race. It's just like, whether the racing product is good or not, it's fucking Indianapolis. Like, this is the only race where NASCAR doesn't have the biggest race at that track. You know what I mean? Like, anywhere else NASCAR goes, that's that track's, like, hmm. premier event of the year. But I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah, I, I realized that a few years ago. Like, Indianapolis is the only track where NASCAR is, like, a guest. And it's that makes the event kind of bigger in my eyes. And I think... As an oval racing series, having the Brickyard on an oval is just a thing that could happen. Um, I agree 100%. Now, if Cup does go on the road course, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's just like... It makes no sense. I, I, it's an oval-dominated series. Why would they run the road course at the most historic oval in yeah, the world? It just doesn't... I don't know. And it reminds me of, like, if I would, if I would want the second Daytona race, if it could be back on the 4th of July weekend, if I would want that to be at the Roval, the Daytona road course, or, like, would I just want two oval Daytona races? Well, obviously, there's going to be two Daytona oval races. They're never going to get rid of a plate race, but... I don't know. I think about that a lot. Like, what's the value of running a Roval when the oval race is, like, it's got meaning behind it? Like, the Charlotte oval race in the fall never... It, like, in... It was just another it, race. It never it had any pizzazz. It just existed, yeah. yeah. There was no pizzazz behind it, even though there's, like, some nostalgia with it for me. It's just, like, that's just nostalgia. Like, it's not a big event. Do we have anything else to talk about regarding the schedule? Um, I think we just got to wait and see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow's it's supposedly coming out, so we'll see. Um, we might already have the big pieces of it. So. I think, yeah. I mean, it sounds like... Um, Gateway, Coda, possibly Road America. Um, Nashville's already been announced. Nashville, I forgot about Nashville. Right. I'm excited about Nashville, actually. Um, it would just be a really cool event, I think, for NASCAR to get back to Nashville. Um, yeah. And IndyCar's going to be there, too, for I, the street race, which will be nice. Mm -hmm. um, Joseph Newgarden is under the chat. <laughs> uh, Nashville. Hello, boy. Joseph. Joseph's like, Nashville? Y'all talking about Nashville? <laughs> Did y'all know I'm from Nashville? I didn't. What? What? No, you never <laughs> mentioned it. Even though it's literally all one of my hoodies. Um, did I bring that hoodie? <laughs> I have, like, a black Joseph Newgarden hoodie. I really love it. Um, but what were we talking We were talking about Jackson before. I wanted to bring this up because oh. the first ever conversation I had about, like, LGBT and motorsports was when Jackson approached to me and he asked me, what did you ask me? You asked me if you could interview me for one of your assignments that had to do with LGBT culture and motorsports. And 
if you wanted to talk about that a little bit because yeah it was really interesting yeah so back in like april and may after i got kicked out of the dorms i was in a journalism class and for the final project we had to write like a feature story uh and so i was like okay well um i feel like we should talk more about diversity in nascar um so i interviewed uh these these two guys uh and then i interviewed emily um let's see jump wings uh primarily about her picture at chicagoland oh yeah in 2019 the, with the pride flag yeah. damn rip chicago damn we can't have our nascar yeah. pride events mm. at chicagoland That's, now yeah the Rich? historic yes. moment <laughs> um i turned in this assignment on june 4th and um, I my interviews were conducted basically throughout May. I actually got to email Nate Ryan a few questions about it. Okay. Um, and basically the conclusion that everybody essentially came to, um, Alex, Zach here, and Emily, um, we were basically like, we'll, we'll do something, but like it's going to be a while away. I think like my quote from, uh, I think it was Zach, was like 2030, we'll see a pride car or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh like you know maybe we'll see some decal or something at some point but like we're not going to see a full-on car until 2030 yeah yeah right. I like decal. and this yeah. was before like even the black so, lives matters happened I looked with, up with bubba looked up the dates so i turned in this assignment on june 4th on june 9th nascar announced their partnership with you can play and on june 22nd was the whole thing at talladega so in a matter of like three weeks the entire nascar diversity picture had completely flipped from when i wrote this thing um and i've tweeted parts of it every once in a while because it's been oh my god wait my candle just broke oh my god <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace Candles there is over. candle wax dripping all over my room right now oh my god oh well well you can, you can deal with that um <laughs> don't don't worry about it you, you can... oh no well, but Jackson, um, homophobic candle, homophobic candle. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a good interview. Um, cause I, I, I thought about it like when I was younger, like, I think I mentioned this like last episode or something. I was playing NASCAR 15. I was designing gay cars and I was like, this is so unrealistic. Like it's, it just felt <laughs> so unrealistic. And even before this year, before the relationship with you can play before um the stuff with black lives matter and banning the confederate flag it just seemed and before everyone started making pride cars like the noah sweet pride car and my pride cars and everyone else's pride cars it just seemed like so far away um and i yeah. really appreciate like i think jackson bringing that topic and doing that little bit of research to see what people in the lgbt motorsports community because it's valuable information and i think and again you don't hear about it enough from the actual media like i feel like the actual media rarely if ever mentions lgbt people in the sport like it's so rare very rarely um hi i'm back I'm hi we were just talking about if anybody knows how to get um getting spice candle wax off a hardwood floor <laughs> let me know like literally did you hear the glass explode i guess that's so I mean, weird it exploded over here oh my i guess God. i you didn't could, hear like, anything you could get something hot to like melt it back and then i think i'm gonna let it dry and then i could like scrape it off maybe maybe 
It should know. dry very soon, though. It should. That's what that was the problem. Is I tried to wipe it up, but it was already. Yeah. All right. Oh, no. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so. Yeah, I was just talking about um, like how, like, the media, the actual like media that people see on Twitter, they never talk about LGBT in motorsports. Oh, no. Yeah. And that's why I kind of appreciated your little bit of like research into that and what we thought like because it was something i yeah haven't really got i didn't really get the chance to think about it with someone of like with other people i guess i just kind of kept it to myself like the status of lgbt people in motorsports but i think you're definitely one of the catalysts for getting me to kind of think about it more like like what like you know you literally asked me the question when am i going to see pride stuff in nascar like kind of Mm -hmm. i guess this what's the word tangentialize that concept of happening and then the pride cars happened on twitter and other again nascar did actual social movements and now it's a lot more likely and i think we might see it even in a few years i mean i'm i know i'm glad i was able to i mean be some part of this but like you guys doing this and then all those cars you guys collaborated on with like davin and uh lefty and all that um i mean that's big stuff and the mm-hmm. fact that the conversation has moved to the point uh where it is now um i mean just like mm-hmm. collectively there's a lot of progress throughout throughout nascar and throughout the nascar twitter community um yeah it's awesome really awesome to see Totally. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring um, that up because yeah, like that's um, that's the big reason why I wanted you on this podcast. Um, but also, you're really like again, you're very active on NASCAR Twitter, and you're um, great asset. I joke about Jackson being the stat guy, but <laughs> he really does got the stats. His, those little graphics he makes with the pixel cars. And uh, I mean, yeah, like those cars. Like, I mean, I literally have like and this is um it's on the note sheet here i guess i can transition is that's how i ended up with this whole eric elmer roll <laughs> okay i mean i i literally have like 30 projects going at a given moment like i have so many spreadsheets and photoshop files Good and lord all this crap and um and i basically just Whenever I find something relevant i'll tweet it out so like my big ones right now are like the winner poster mm-hmm. and uh like the Alma stuff, obviously, but basically the way I got to the Alma thing is I was doing my F1 points in the NASCAR world system, and um, basically what that allows me to do is it, you just visually see who's getting top tens. Eric Alma was on this run in the summer, and I was like, why? Why is nobody talking about this? Mm-hmm. This is like, it's not just Kevin Harvick over there. Uh, and so what he what that run ended up being uh, nine straight top tens, ten out of eleven races he got top tens there in the midsummer. Wow. Um, and so that's the that's the Almarola hype train is just, um, another one of these crazy projects. Yeah, he was rolling do, in the summer. Do you really believe? This is a sincere question. Do you really think he could win the championship, Eric Almarola? I, um, not after what happened this week. I'm, yeah, I'm, he had a bad race I'm at Vegas. Not, 
And a bad race at Vegas, um, and Kurt Busch winning is absolutely worst case awful. scenario. The only worst case <laughs> scenario was if Austin Dillon ended up finishing top. Oh my god, he was running. Which you kind of. Let's, let's let's talk about that. You uh, you, did you manifest some bad luck I, for Austin Dillon? Did you do that? I don't know what I did. <laughs> I wrote down the timestamps at 8:15 p.m. I tweeted. Austin Dillon, nice job making a second round wreck, please. <laughs> Basically thinking, I need Eric to get the freaking points. And Austin was taking all these points, and Austin's going to point his way in. And that's like Eric's spot. Like Eric, Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer, those are the guys that are supposed to go out this round. And so I'm like, okay, Austin cannot get points. So I tweeted that, and then literally five minutes later, uh, oh my God. tweets that he's got a safety penalty thing. And I'm like, Oh my god. Okay, so at least he's gonna fall back a little bit. And then fifteen minutes after that, Austin Dillon's done for the day. So in twenty <laughs> minutes, I ended Austin Dillon's entire playoffs potentially, somehow. Incredible. So. That was and so honestly, funny seeing that happen like live on Twitter. That uh, <laughs> I, I I literally could not believe it. Um but it, it turned out to be way more important because Kurt won. If Kurt won and Austin got points, I mean that's it. Eric would have been last, probably, right? Well, yeah, he would, yeah, yeah. By like quite a bit, he would have been out. But now it's only like twenty something instead of forty. We're going to Talladega. Um, <laughs> He's won there before, though. Yes. Not that that really means I'm, anything, but <laughs> I, yeah. And, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm a lot more hopeful than if Austin Dillon had gotten points. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Um, because I even Kyle Busch is below the cut line if I'm reading this right. Um, yeah, yeah, which is crazy because he, um, yeah, he's got a top ten every playoff race. Kyle Busch. Yeah. Yeah, they they've definitely turned the tides, I think. Um, but Almarola at Las Vegas. What did you do? You know what happened? It's, like I since I've come back to school, I haven't been listening to the radio oh. because the mm -hmm. stream and the Twitter and the phone it all gets so desynced. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just just a bad day, I guess. Because I was wondering what happened to Kevin Harvick because I picked him to win and more on that later. But Harvick, we were expecting him to, you know, win as usual. But yep. I find out after the race, Rodney Childers tweeted. And this is what I love about racing because you get this, like, in-depth stuff. Um, apparently, they were hitting the splitter a lot, the four car was. And mm. I wonder, um, and they couldn't, they just couldn't fix that issue 100%. They still got a top 10 out of it. I believe Harvick finished 10th. But I wonder if that's what all the Stuart Haas cars struggled with. Because Stuart Haas did not have that much of a good night, if I No, I, yeah. I think Harvick was the only one inside the top ten, yeah. Because Clint Boyer was okay on um, 12th. But yeah, Almarola... The top... Was... It was Harvick 10th was the top SHR car. <laughs> well, you know why Almarola didn't have a good night? Because he wasn't running a black paint scheme, so they couldn't you pull know? with the LIS. <laughs> he had that high point car, the one that Chase Briscoe runs in Xfinity. Yeah. It was really cool to see, kind of. Um, it's like when you see a paint scheme that normally has a different number, but it's got a different number. It's like, oh. It's, it's, it's really this. cool to see that, usually. I, it's just satisfying. It, it, it's it's uncool when PPG is on anything but the 12 car, but you know. <laughs> oh, God. You know, they only yeah. they, you do. They've only had one race this year with Brad, I think. I don't know if they I, have more. They had they had Joey at the Daytona Road Course. They yeah. did. <gasps> You're right. I forgot. They've they've mainly been on Austin Cindric and Xfinity. Yeah. Rest in peace.
We've, uh, I think we've talked about pretty much everything about Vegas. We talked about the Arrow package quite a bit. Well, I want to talk about uh, Alex Bowman. Um, mm-hmm. oh. Him, well, him, first of all, at Las Vegas, that was oh, okay. his race to win. And I really wanted to see when he got in front of Denny Hamlin after um, the pit stops, the last set of pit stops. Listen, the best part of the current package that we have, the the thing that can make the races really good is when the runs get really long and then fatigue starts setting in and then pit strategy kind of becomes a factor. Like, I really wanted to see if Bowman could hold off Hamlin. Me too. I was so excited for Bowman. He was in the perfect spot before the yeah. caution came out. Because here's one of the almost, almost one of the benefits of, like, high downforce racing is that because it's hard to pass i know like hamlin's a lot better than bowman if you look at the season and theoretically he should be able to pass bowman but Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a hard pass to make but at the same time las vegas is a really good track for this package because there's multiple grooves so i i what i just wanted to see if hamlin could have passed him but then the caution came out kurt bush got really lucky because he didn't pit yet so lucky clusterfucks happened matt benedetto was there they pitted again oh my god it was a crazy finish i thought more was going to happen but of course they don't have actual race cars um chase elliott lost a lot of positions i heard um so now he's only like 10 points above the cutoff line i know the chase elliott fans are really mad about that but crazy hectic race to end it um i'm looking now joe gibbs racing had four cars in the top eight so, Chris Busher got a top 10. I do want to shout out Eric Jones, because I know Jones. our friend Eric will really want me to. Uh, Eric Jones gained, like, 15 spots on, like, the last couple of restarts oh, yeah. to finish 8th. Was he one of those guys? I think he was one of the guys that went in and pitted. And, like, one of the I'm not sure. You know. That sounds right. Because Hamlin did. And he got 3rd. He probably did then. Yeah. You mentioning Joe Gibbs racing there was kind of interesting because I feel like collectively they, I mean, like obviously Denny Hamlin is like top two driver right now, right. but collectively they just haven't been there this year with Jones or Kyle Busch and Truex and he won, but like really that, he hasn't, he hasn't been, been, there been there super either, threat. To be honest. Where was it, Truex on Sunday? He finished I don't fourth, think I saw him. He's oh. always kind of running like not the top five, but maybe the top 10. That's he's kind in of where that, Truex is going this year. That's part of huh. my complaint also with this talked about this in my uh, stuff about chase formats but like that middle tier if you're not winning the races but you're not at the bubble they don't nbc does not talk about you oh, that's, that's true martin truex jr that's joey logano exactly that's Chase elliott it's those guys that like yep. could sneak into this championship four and that's how you end up with the 2018 joey logano situation you're like where'd this guy come from yeah but the championship storyline doesn't he's make been sense there he's been there the whole time so like is he really that out of it you're just look you're not look you're you got to get the wider view yeah and it's not totally nbc's fault that's just kind of the nature of this playoff format because uh, oh, yeah. how do you look at 12 guys oh, at once sure. and be like all 12 yeah. of these guys can win the championship exactly. like it just sounds ridiculous but it's right. also kind of true yeah. so uh, i don't know because yeah martin truex is there but also kyle bush is there and what well, not kyle bush but uh whoever else is there like uh brad is there but he wasn't that good at las vegas so they didn't really talk about him and mm-hmm. I, it's just dumb. It, it, it's dumb. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what was I going to say? Something about 
Denny Hamlin and Joe Gibbs were... Oh, no, I was going to mention... Because um, the Joe Gibbs racing cars, they all have, like, tweaked their paint schemes. Oh, yeah. That whole one. thing. That's... Yeah. Oh, okay. They were yeah, talking about talk that about a lot. Because um, Kyle Busch, I noticed this, but I, it didn't click for me. They put, like, a really dark brown M&M in front of the rear... Yeah, the... it looked really weird. I didn't like it. Because I was like, the paint scheme looks different. And I didn't really realize it was that. But then I also didn't realize... It was there to fool the scanning system, the laser scanning inspection system. So, mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs Racing, and they edited, like, the dark purple that's on the 11 car, and I heard they did something with Truex, but I couldn't really notice. I mean, it's always black, so I don't They, know. like, they, like, made the curve behind, after the orange, behind, after the number, like, if you further right mm-hmm. you go, it's like, there's more black there now. Mm-hmm. It, it used to just be all orange, but now there's more yeah. black. So NASCAR, listen, Joe Gibbs Racing, they are I I I clap it out for them because they are scientists right now. They are getting they are getting work done. Hmm. They're get they're bending the fuck out of that metal. Like <laughs> they're doing something. I don't know how they're doing it, but it's cool. Um, you know what else? Because they're also the team that when they do rap videos on Twitter, they always hide, they always blur out the wheel wells, like because they won't have wheels on it. So they like mm-hmm. blur out the wheel wells so other teams can't see what's going on. So I wonder, like, I just wonder if they have some kind of technology on that part of the car that's letting the, I, I don't know. I don't know how race cars work. I'm just gay and uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I like race cars. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Not Cheers to enforce to the stereotype that gays don't know anything about cars. <laughs> But I know something about cars. Last night I found out that um, combustion engines are like 80% inefficient. Like with the energy. The energy that goes in and the energy that goes out. And electric cars are like... um, They're 70% efficient. Um, Combustion engines are like 20% efficient. So, go electric. Bro, my my gay ass doesn't have a clue what you're talking about. (laughs) So, like the energy and gasoline... (laughs) You know, uh-huh. like gasoline has energy. Well, the engine is blowing that up, but most of that energy <laughs> is dispersed in heat. Like very little of it goes towards making the car roll. Anyway, <laughs> basics of race, basics of cars. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. God. wow. Do you want to talk about how you stole? My theory about Alex Bowman. Alex, and, Alex has been talking about this. Alex said he literally mentioned this on the podcast last week, and then today on Twitter, I'm like, y'all, I just realized it makes so much sense for this to happen. So, I've been saying it every damn week on here. Listen, it, so it's very, <laughs> it's very rumored that Kyle Larson is going to Hendrick Motorsports, and I was like, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense for him to go to the 48 because why would Ally want Kyle Larson, who just said the no-no word? When Alex Bowman is, number one, one of the most popular drivers in the sport, especially according to Twitter, because all the Exdale Jr. fans went to Alex Bowman. I think more went to Chase Elliott, but go on. Yeah. Well, cap. I know what you're saying. Anyways. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird because Alex Bowman was more of, like, directly behind Dale Jr. Yeah. But most, well, most people like them both. But people go on with our theory. (laughs) It's our theory. I've decided. (laughs) I'll I'll let you get like twenty five percent. You you like trademarked it, but um, 
I, it makes sense for me for Alex Bowman to either A, go to the 48 with Ally sponsorship, or B, Ally mm -hmm. goes to the 88, and then Kyle Larson goes to the 5. Yep. But I think I, on Twitter, it kind of makes sense for Ally because they've been building this brand with the 48 for yeah. them to stick with that number. But it just doesn't make any sense if Kyle Larson goes in it. Now, if it's Eric Jones, that's different. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. Eric Jones maybe. But then again, I feel like Alex Bowman, Alex Bowman deserves it. He's... If Kyle Larson goes to Hendrick, they're going to change up the numbers. But if Eric Jones goes to Hendrick, they're not. Eric will just take the 48. Yeah. I agree 100%. I can see that. Yeah. I, yeah. Because, again, I think they're going to have to do a lot of talking with sponsors. <laughs> I don't think Ally is going to just be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go from a seven-time champion to a one-time. If I'm Ally, I would word. want Bowman. Like, let alone what Larson said, the naughty word. Like, we're play downplaying that, but it's really, like, a bad deal, obviously. Yeah. But Bowman has won Auto Club, and he's been very consistent again lately. Yeah. And, like, he's better than Kyle Larson, I would say, mm -hmm. like, on the track. Yeah. And he's a, more better with fans, just as Jimmy Johnson is. I'd say Bowman and Johnson are very similar in personality. If I'm Ally, I'd want to go with Bowman. Yeah. I mean, just look at who won Chicago that last race. Yeah. That's, there you go. Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. But that was a duel. And that, that was a good And you finish. know, Alex Bowman's really fucking good at Phoenix. So if he can get a run together, <gasps> make it to Phoenix sometime, Bro. I think mm. Bowman could win a championship. You just put me there. on the Alex Bowman hype train. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Listen, I felt it at Las Vegas because I used to be like a Bowman, Chase, and Larson fan. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly Larson the past few years, and then Bowman was like my second favorite. Especially last year in 2019 when he was trying to get that first win. After he got that first one to Chicago and then... Um, he got more popular, and I don't really like a lot of the Alex Bowman fan. I don't hate them. It's just like they're, I don't vibe with them. I guess I don't vibe with the Alex Bowman fans. Um, I yeah. I kind of went on more to just being Larson, a Larson fan. I focused on him. I hyper focused on him, and then that bit me in the ass. And then I haven't really cared about Bowman this year. Um, I just haven't. But now that he had a really good race at Vegas, I really wanted him to win Vegas. Like I I wanted to see mm -hmm. him in Hamlin battle. Just as a racing fan. But I'm on that Bowman hype train. I think he can do it. Um, he's good at Talladega. He's good at the Roval. Like, and he's he, already... He fought his way into the playoffs. What was it, last year at the Roval? Mm-hmm. The and... infamous Bubba Wallace brain with water. <laughs> that video <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I think... And, anyway. Bowman can do it. My only problem is yeah. I don't think he's going to get to the championship four. I don't... Well, he's good uh, at Kansas, I think. I don't know how he did there earlier this year. I don't remember, but... He did pretty good at Kansas. It's mainly the night race he does pretty good yeah. in, if I remember yeah. right. Well, the thing is, though, at least he showed speed at Las Vegas, so they have their mile-and-a-half yes. package, I hope. Um, he finished eighth tracks, at Kansas. Okay. As long as he... Wait, where did he finish? Eighth. Eighth. Okay, that's decent. The only problem is, well, he has some playoff points, but to make the championship four, I mean, listen, Harvick... I think can, he has to win to make the final four. Yeah, and I don't think he can do that. <laughs> if it was last year, then yeah, because Phoenix, but I I don't know. Yeah. Because Martin, he's not really... I don't think of him and, when I think of Martinsville. Kansas, and you know, maybe, but I don't know. Bowman almost won a race before he was full-time in the 88 car. At Phoenix. Um, 
and he almost won, but Matt Kenseth beat him. So into the wall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's really good, and I really yeah. I do think he has a shot, and I think if he is in the forty-eight, he'd be the my pick to take that over if they don't bring in Eric Jones. Yeah. Or even if they do and they want to, because honestly, the 88 brand is kind of, I'm kind of over it. Like, Yeah, me too. Because Dale Jr. I'm wasn't that it. big of a icon in the 88. And if Dale Jr. ever wants to do a cup race with his team or whatever, like, that, that mm-hmm. can be open to him. Um, So maybe, like, yeah. Bowman or Eric Jones, or Bowman to the 48, Jones to the 5. Because I think it's time for Hendrick to bring back the five. It's real quick. I will say Eric Jones has put on his Instagram twice now. He his has a old Corvette. cars sure had his old cars, his old race cars had flames on them. So maybe Eric Jones is going to the twenty-four. William Byron to the five would be nice, but I also kind of hate how they play musical chairs with the twenty-four. Yeah, <laughs> like when they That's, moved yeah. Elliot to the nine, it made sense. It was just like, mm, like, like just yeah. decide who the fuck's going to drive the twenty-four and leave it at that. Like, yeah, and Byron. It's is, because they want the next Jeff Gordon. They want to yeah. play that so fucking hard. It's like, like stop. I love the Exalta car, but I almost want something different. I talked about this in those one YouTube videos I made about paint schemes. I, I Byron almost needs his own his own brand because yeah. right now his brand is homophobic school and Jeff Gordon. <laughs> yeah, and then car much. companies that go bankrupt, and then Hendrick. That's his brand. Like it's not. I don't know if it's a personality thing or because I feel like William's not that very popular either compared to like, I know some of the Bowman fans, they don't like William Byron because I think when people talk about um, like who should get fired at Hendrick or like who should get replaced sooner, everyone talks about like Bowman and Byron, not so much this year um, because Jimmy's retiring obviously, but Mm-hmm. Bowman fans and Byron Bowman fans don't like Byron fans. I know that damn well. I don't know why. So, so we we are quickly approaching the hour mark. Do you want that's to? Cap. Are you sure? I know. What? I think so. Aren't we? Uh, fifteen minutes. Yeah. So shall we move on to our the story that I'm? Oh, Vitaly Petrov. Story? Yeah. This like. This caught my attention because I think it's a good thing to talk about um, because there's literally people like this in motorsports, I guess. Um, I don't even know who the hell this is. Vitaly, Vit, you say it. He drove an F1, Vitaly Petrov. He drove an F1 from like 2010 to 2012 or so. Um, so he ain't he even was that just, relevant. No. So he's like, like the he Stephen got... Light of NASCAR. Like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> or if I... Oh, he was, yeah. in cars, he was in cars too. Oh. oh, cool. Good, oh, fun good, fact. Good, good for them. him. Good for him. Alex says as he doesn't <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> I, I say sarcastically, good for him. Good for him. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. So basically, Vitaly Petrov, he was interviewed, I'm assuming, and was he just didn't like that Lewis Hamilton wore a shirt that said Justice for Brianna Taylor. Yeah, after he uh, won which the we, uh, which we need to get. race. And he said that wearing that shirt was too much, and he hopes the FIA would no longer accept this type of behavior. Uh, the FIA has since banned all the t-shirt, any kind of t-shirt, from podium presentations to avoid anything like that. I don't know how. I and feel then about he, that. and then he went on to say, 
regarding kneeling, um, what if one of the drivers comes out as gay? Will they go out with a rainbow flag and urge everyone else to become gay? Yes. And <laughs> after Watch criticizing it. Hamilton, he said he doesn't understand the kneeling because according to our traditions, a man only kneels in two cases, in a place of worship and when you propose to your future wife. I got news so for you, So basically, buddy. this uh, guy's fucking crazy. He's kind of stupid. Kind of dumb. Yeah, like, the fact that he's like, will they go out with a rainbow flag and urge everyone else to become gay? Like, what? He, so he, he's basically thinking that he's that Hamilton's telling everyone to be black. That's basically what he's I saying. Get, right like, well, he just, I think because when most of the time when someone feels threatened by Black Lives Matter, they feel threatened because they think that their life needs to change. Yeah. That's, and that's why they feel threatened by it. But they don't understand it. It's privilege. It's white privilege. It is. Like, and cis heterosexual privilege. Yeah. Right. Like, gay people and gay race car drivers deserve the opportunity to be gay. Like, like he basically was saying, like, if a, if a driver comes out as gay, does that mean everyone has to be gay? No. Like, I don't know like, what that means. Like, the fuck? Like, like obviously not dumbass. Like, like, not everyone's straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, this is a contrary huge, to popular belief. Like, <laughs> it's a very common perspective. Like, I guess I live in my own gay bubble now, so I like don't understand this whatsoever. Yeah. But it's just—it's very ignorant. Mm -hmm. Like, like sorry, I just, people exist. Black people exist. Uh, well, just like it was too much. Like, I, no, like it was—I don't know. It's just frustrating, I guess. Just see somebody like that has a platform talking like this. I don't know. It's I was bad. trying to think of a like—I don't know. I don't know if there's like a—I'm trying to. I don't know. I can't even put a sentence together about it. Yeah, it's just... The thing about a gay driver in F1 that would be huge is, like, they race in countries like Russia. And... Yeah. I, I should look up, actually, every country that F1 races in and their homophobic laws. I think that needs to be a project I need to take I'm on. sure there's several. Might be a majority, even, to be honest. Because that... I know Russia for certain. Yeah. Like, specific parts of it, it is, like... You can get killed for it. Yeah. Which, and, like, that, like, y'all, that's the state of the world. Like, like it's not that bad in America. Like, most of the problem in America is social and, um, what's it called? Like, adoption rights and, um, mm -hmm. um well, and it depends that's... how you identify because it's a lot worse for, like, gender queer and trans people than it is just And that's part of why we... You made the podcast yeah. name the Gay Racing Podcast yeah. because there's not much gay representation. Yeah, because so. it's important. Like it's important. We're here to represent us, our identities, our somewhat of a culture, a gay, gay culture. I mean, every community has a culture. Every identity has a culture mm -hmm. behind it, especially LGBT. Like there's a culture behind it. We've all experienced similar things with our family members and with our friends that have to do with our, you know, sexuality and our identity. Mm -hmm. It's a common experience that we all share and it forms this culture and 
we want this culture to be more accepted in motorsports. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> episode four. <laughs> <laughs> we want episode and four of this concept. I think it's working. I do want to give some, we do want to give some shout outs for diversity, right, Zach? Yeah. That have happened in motorsports world. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Do you want to read? You can read. Yeah, I'll read them. I obviously don't so, know how to read. <laughs> so, firstly, I want to say Charlie Martin is the first trans woman to race in the 24 hours of I had no numbering. idea about this. Um, she, she has a goal of being the first trans woman to win or just race in the 24 hours of Le Mans. That's awesome. Um, I heard about her before, but I for, kind of forgot. Um, but I remember her again because this came up. She's the first woman oh, to, wow. and she finished fourth yeah, she's in British the 24 hours and... of Nürburgring. I believe so. I believe she's British. That's awesome. Uh, and if you were on NASCAR Twitter, you heard about this one. We're not going to get into it. But uh, Gracie Trotter. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. She was the first oh! woman to win an Arca West race. Lord! Deegan won a K&N race, but, Eric you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, and this one, I, this one I saw also I thought was pretty cool. Katie Hedinger became the first woman to win. I don't know what this series is, but I saw it. To win the CRA Junior Late Model Championship, so big success for women. Yeah, big and success. Charlie Martin especially being a huge win for the LGBT. The Charlie community. Martin thing is really cool. I because I don't know of any trans drivers, and no one talks about them. Again, like we mentioned earlier, the yep. media. Even if these people are here, no one fucking talks about them. I, I like... believe it was a Jalopnik article that talked about Charlie Martin. Okay, that's good. So, but I feel like, like I didn't see it on my timeline, and I feel right. like if it was like it should, I it's something I should see on my timeline, you know. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to like look for it, but that's. And really I'm sure cool. there's, a, I'm sure there's several, like not just several, but hundreds more out there that we just don't know about who are kicking ass yeah. at racetracks all across the world. We and just don't hear about there, it. And it's, well, it's almost good because if we talk about Haley Deegan and the like overhyped. Like how they get overhyped, cool. and they get overly criticized, yeah. and then right, um, like well, overly don't get criticized me wrong. on the racetrack. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want a Haley Deegan situation with the first openly gay NASCAR driver yeah. to come. Yeah. Like if they get pushed up and they suck, that's gonna be a huge blow mm-hmm. if that happens. I feel, um, like, I feel like what's what's more likely to happen. I feel is that some big name driver will come out one day. And it's going to be huge. It's going to piss a ton of people it's off. It's going to be a but... Bubba situation where it's like Bubba was yes. fine until he started speaking yes. about being black. Exactly. I yeah. think yep. women in motorsports are different because it's a different dynamic with most fans. Because like, because like, misogyny is like it's not really it's not like outright like hate of women because it's almost like men don't think they hate women. It's just like mm-hmm. disrespect. I guess. Right. While racism is more just like hate and like, like men like the cishet way of seeing women in society is like they want women to do certain things. Whereas with black people, they don't want them to exist. And the same with gay people, they just don't want them to exist. Yeah, so it's like a different dynamic where it's like women are supposed to act a certain way, and that might go into how they're viewed as race car drivers and stuff. Yeah. So they're different dynamics, but it is a good point to bring up, though. So shall we uh, get to Zach's bragging time with oh racing God. picks? I pop the fuck off. 
Um, he really did, though. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about the F1 race. Well, there's not much to talk about, though. Well, I, yeah, I, I guess I'll talk really. about it now, actually. Because, so, I picked three of the four races this past weekend. The three NASCAR races and then the F1 race. Yep. I picked three of the winners. No, n- n- neither me or Alex have picked the winner before. And since <laughs> we've been this doing weekend. this. And then I picked three. Oh, my God. I picked three. I picked Austin Hill. On the basis that he won at Las Vegas last year. <laughs> yep. I picked Chase Briscoe on the fact that he won Las Vegas earlier this year. <laughs> and then I picked Valtteri Bottas, which I thought that was going to get me. Because I'm like, nah, Lewis Hamilton's going to win. But I want to be spicy and I want to pick Valtteri Bottas. Because it... I said it felt like that time of the season for Valtteri to get back on his horse. And it was. And that's what he did. Um, with help of Lewis getting a penalty. Um, Valtteri... Um, won the race and with also help because again Valtteri has been kind of a lot of races this year Max Verstappen has been on his heels and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but at Russia things were different Verstappen Red Bull's been kind of struggling lately though so I think Verstappen's lost a lot of momentum while Botas has been definitely getting it back so anytime that Lewis has been messing up Botas, if Botas hasn't messed up, Botas is definitely there. And mm-hmm. he won. And I got that pick right, which really surprised me. So that was like three straight. And then I picked Kevin Harvick to win Cup. And I was like, I'm definitely going to get the perfect sweep. <laughs> definitely. There's no way Rodney <laughs> Childers is going to let me down. Because like the last time they raced at like an intermediate track that wasn't Darlington was Michigan. He fucking dominated. But then, nope. He's was on the splitter the whole night and finished 10th, but whatever. <laughs> How fine. funny. The one that, the one that the didn't one, win yeah. your pick was Kevin Harvick. Dominant. I thought that was most obvious. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like, ugh, whatever. So funny. So funny. Um, Lewis ended up getting third in the F1 race, coming back to third after coming through traffic. Um, Russia was a pretty good race. Pretty clean besides carlos Sainz nailing it into the wall after he had to take an escape route because if you miss the corner you have to take an escape route but it was really tight so he literally just hit the wall like when going through the what they called the the bollocks the bollocks he went through them um it was really funny it was on lap one um poor carlos Sainz. i think that's like the second week in a row he's had an early crash and i wasn't able to watch uh, Lance Stroll also wrecked out. He got spun um, by Charles Leclerc, and I noticed. And what... you go ahead. Uh, the uh, the Stroll thing is interesting because this is now two races in a row. Racing Point has been running kind of really experimental parts on his car, but they've been using some um, updated things on his car specifically, and he has now wrecked that <sighs> car uh, multiple. We- the two races they've tried it out now. Um, I so... did not know about that. So they that have, sucks. like, limited quantities of this equipment. They're only running it on his car, and he has wrecked it. So. Uh-oh. Well, as the normal F1 fan would say, daddy will pay for it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not one of those people that hates Lance because of his dad, but I just like making that joke before the Lance fans get on me. Um, I actually like Lance, kind of. Um, and the incident with... Um, the incident that happened at Russia was not his fault. Charles got into him. But I, I saw on Twitter that Charles Leclerc has gotten away with a lot. And he's kind of my favorite F1 driver. I don't know. We're kind of in a Kyle Larson situation with Charles. Me and me and him are... Me... Oh God, I can't have a good relationship with any man. I'm tired of this. 
Joseph, though. Jo <laughs> Joseph, Joseph, if you're listening, thank you for not being problematic. Thank you I so much. I love you, much. Joseph. I can support Joseph and never feel bad about it. Ever. And for he's real, a champion. Um, Two-time champion. Two-time champion. Let's go. Um, <laughs> probably not this Shall year, we... but I think... Yeah. Um, But he's gotten away with a lot. Charles Leclerc, though. He's, like, stuff that, like other drivers have literally gotten penalized for people i've like looked up like he did not get penalized for because i believe the fia releases like penalty reports like if they mm -hmm. investigate an incident and if a penalty comes out or not um but anyway time to make our picks um to wrap everything let's up. go um so me and alex decided to tally points and so our uh. our thing is <laughs> um basically if we go head to head if I mm -hmm. beat him, I get one point. If Alex beats me, he gets one point. But if one of our picks win the race, we get three points. Yes. So I got a lot of points over the weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe Harvick also beat uh, your pick of Kieslowski? Correct. Yeah. So um, I'll have to double check, but I believe the points are 17 to 3. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, um, so I will pick, you. So I will pick first, and then we also came up with a rule for ourselves. Jackson doesn't have to follow this, I guess. Um, nah. But uh, I have my picks already written down. Okay. If you want some accountability, if that's what this is. Um. You can if you want. Well, no, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Actually. Because then I'll, like, I don't want it to influence my pick. So I'm going to pick, f f wait, no, Alex, did we say you're going to pick first? I think we said whoever loses that specific series would yeah. go first. So I would go first in yeah. everything. IndyCar, <laughs> I think we can just, I'll just do IndyCar too. I don't remember Yeah, last you can time. do IndyCar. Because, and I, we have that rule, so, like, for F1, so it's, like, the first pick doesn't just get to pick Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Or in NASCAR, Kevin Harvick. So, all right. So, yeah, you get to go so first. For, so, for example, when F1 comes back, I'll pick F1 first. Yeah. Because Botas won. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to Talladega. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. For, so, for good Na luck, y'all. NASCAR. <laughs> um, so, I learned during the truck broadcast that Brett Moffitt hadn't won a truck race yet, and I was pretty shocked about it. And then after the race, he was pretty pissed off. Mm -hmm. So, for that alone, I'm saying Brett Moffitt is going to win the truck race. Um, Just on that alone. No other reason. I have no idea who the hell is going to win it. Spencer Boyd won it last year. Um, tr The truck race at Talladega gets pretty crazy. It does. Um, Parker Kligerman's a winner of it. Um... Damn, is he in the race? I'll pull him. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> he um, might be. I don't know. Shoot. I looked. I don't think he is. Let me... Who should I pick? Who the hell's in the truck? I just watched the series. Tyler Ankrum. I'm really <laughs> feeling Tyler Ankrum right now. I don't know why. See, who's a good plate... See, the problem is the trucks never run plate tracks, so I never know, like, yeah. who's the good. The last one was Daytona, Daytona in Grant February, right? I'm thinking Grant Infinger. You know what? I'm gonna pick Brandon Finger. I okay. And Jackson, you can go now. Uh, I'm gonna pick Sheldon Creed. He has two top tens in the last three Man, truck up super the speedway races. Book. God damn it! 
<laughs> he has two top tens in the last two speedway races. In the last three truck races, he's. I think he's one of the oh, only ones. Okay. So Sheldon Creed is my. Uh, At like pick. just in general, like this season. Oh no, for Talladega. For Talladega. For Talladega. That's yeah. what I thought. And then Xfinity. Shall we move on to Xfinity? Yeah. So this one stumped me. Um, it's not something. But I me. feel. I think this situation here is: Do you go colleague or do you go anti-colleague? That's what I'm thinking. I was thinking either colleague or one of the Fords. Um, not the Fords. Well, let me not help you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was thinking it'll be Justin Haley again. Because mm-hmm. um, he won Daytona to too, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, I think after the Chastain Almondinger thing. I I think. I don't think I think Ross Chastain's probably gonna lead, but he's gonna fuck up again. Wait, so didn't uh, Ross yeah. wreck AJ at Daytona? That's, I and believe then, so. Then Justin yeah. came through. Yeah, I remember now. I remember now. I was screaming at that race. That was a good race. <laughs> yeah, my pick's Justin Haley for Xfinity. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I like the idea of colleague and Ross is in the playoffs. I don't know if AJ's entered in the race or not. Um. I'm gonna go with Ross Chastain. I, I listen. No one's proved they can beat Colleague yet. I'm really mad. I, I have I have planned Saturday night and I have to drive three hours, and I can't watch mm. the Xfinity race. I'm really mad about it, but it's fine, I guess. But I because I really want to see what happens with this. But yeah, Ross Chastain. I think is gonna. Mm, no, nah, he's probably gonna wreck. I just want to be a contrarian. <laughs> But I don't think the Fords, though, Talladega's so wide. They only have two guys working together. I, it's either going to be a situation where it's like everyone knows that they need to beat Colleague and Chevrolet will work with, uh, or not Chevrolet, but Toyota and other Chevrolets will work with the Fords. Because yeah. Austin Cindric and Chase Briscoe are fast. But I don't, I don't know. I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. But if I couldn't go with Ross, I would pr- maybe go with Cindric. Okay. And Jackson, what do you got? All right, here we go. So I decided to go anti-colleague. Okay. Okay. I'm going with Timmy Hill. Timmy Hill. And let me tell you why. The hell? I have been on the Timmy Hill hype train a lot longer than I've been oh, on the, the Almarola hype train. Um, Timmy, he finished third at Daytona in February. Oh, wow. I'm not sure what the situation. He would have won, but I think he decided to. I can't remember exactly how the run worked, but he basically pushed Harrison Burton instead of taking the run for himself. I think he could have won it. Um, anyway, basically, the way that team works is historically, I'm not sure what's happening this weekend, but they run, they get like real Toyota engines for the super speedway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he finished third at Daytona in February, and he was running well at Daytona on the second visit, but they had a loose wheel that he had to pit. Um, so Timmy Hill, it's not even that like jokey of a pick. Like it, he'll be up there. That so. makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he'll probably have a good race. Um, he where did he finish? Did he do the spring race? I don't know if he did the spring race. He did. He finished twenty six, but I think yeah, he wrecked. So he wrecked in the spring race, but yeah. So he was one of the last guys Timmy. to wreck. So <laughs> I mean, and for Cup, I use Steve Luvunders, uh Random Fantasy Racing. <laughs> I on my one of my other accounts, so I am picking Joey Logano. You guys both follow my other account that I do this on to Random confirm this. my ass. What the? <laughs> I know. Top, 
talking up to Steve about it. I got Joey Logano. I'm very happy with that pick. And honestly, that's something that's a pick I would actually legitimately pick. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it'll be a playoff. Um, I feel like it'll be a playoff guy. Um, who was good at Daytona? It just happened. I don't remember. Shit. Oh. Everybody was good at Daytona. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only saw. Well, we only saw the bubble guys. So. Yeah. Exactly. I think. I was thinking of the 500, like, oh, Blaney was that good. That was like two years Hamlin ago. Was good. That was two years ago, bro. I don't remember what the hell happened <laughs> in the 500. I barely watched that race because I was watching it with friends that, like, weren't really into NASCAR, so I couldn't pay attention to the race. By the way, I noticed when watching races with my roommates, I can't pay attention to what's going on. Like, because it's already hard yeah. enough to pay attention to a long race. Um, Kyle Busch led 31 laps. The... Really? Yeah, he did. I didn't, know, I didn't remember that. I think Denny Hamlin. <laughs> they were probably showing Matt Benedetto in 24th or something. While <laughs> Kyle Busch was leading. Kyle Busch was leading. I feel like Denny Hamlin's going to win because my logic is okay. look at guys that can be aggressive this weekend. Hamlin has enough of a cushion to be aggressive. And he's just good at super speedways. Like he's. I think that. he's the best right now. Sure. Right now, I think Blaney's a little bit better. Okay. Because, especially at Talladega, but just because, like... Well, Blaney right. also has better teammates, in my opinion. Well, eh. they wreck him cap. a lot. At... Cap, that's Cap. <laughs> Actually, never mind. <laughs> that's Cap. That was but... a bad take. <laughs> NRF has entered the chat. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know I just I just feel like it's Hamlin's time to win I don't think Blaney can get three wins in a row Because it's almost one of those things Where everyone knows Blaney's really good And he's yeah, also not that... in the playoffs anymore So I feel like That if he is helping He's probably going to have to help Joey it's, and Brad I, Right like his whole mission Is going to be helping Joey Because yeah. Joey's near that bubble Exactly. If I were him, I'd say, fuck that. The way they raced me that Talladega. Yeah, but... Hell no. But I know. I, that's what he's going to do. He's a nice guy. I'm yeah. an asshole. I but... didn't even <laughs> think about that before I said Denny Hamlin, but now I'm glad I said Denny Hamlin. Because it wouldn't yeah. make any sense for Ryan Blaney. So I, there's no fucking way he can. And again, I hate the playoffs because of stuff like who that. Who you got? Jackson, who you got? Eric Almarola. Mm -hmm. I should have um, seen that one coming. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know why. Talladega tweeted out today, the last four winners there in the fall race have been in the playoff group. That includes Eric. Uh, yeah, that's why again. I said a playoff driver, because I felt like that's... it wasn't going to be a playoff driver. And uh, yeah. as part of my Eric Almarola championship theory circa June, winning Talladega is a key part of this puzzle. So. Okay. What? Mm. Who won there in 2015? Oh, never mind. I don't want to talk about 2015. That race. I think a playoff <laughs> driver race. has always won Talladega. I think. Who won 2016? That was Logano. He oh, won. wait, no. Joey. Well, Joey won in 15, too. Yeah, yeah. and he was in the playoffs. Yeah, because the thing, yeah. Yeah. Or no, wait. No, because he's eliminated then. Right? No. No, 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 no because he swept the round. Yeah. He swept the round. He swept the round. Yeah. yeah. So that so, yeah, stat doesn't did. make any sense. Yeah, why did they only say four? Or maybe always... they said five, but they only had the pictures of four. Well, it's been more than five, too, because it's been six. I, whatever. Well, every playoff driver or every Talladega oh playoff race has been won by Did a Did Logano win three in a row? 
at Talladega? In like at the fall Talladega race? No. He won two oh. in a row, I think. Penske won three in a row. Penske won Maybe four in a row. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Penske of. won 2014 with Brad and then 2015 and 16 with Joey and then they won 2017 again with that Dale Jr. throwback. The Navy car throwback. It was basically the same Miller Lite car though. <laughs> um, and then 2018 was Amarola. Ford! Ford has won a lot at the Fall Talladega race. The last time they didn't win I think was like 2013 with Jamie McMurray. Haven't Damn. heard that name in a while as a as a <laughs> Sprint Cup Sprint Cup Series winner. <laughs> so, I'm the only one that picked not Ford. So, mm, weird trends. But those are just the trends. Trend the trends. <laughs> those are just the, I should have picked Kozlowski. Anyways, IndyCar so, is having a doubleheader at Indianapolis, the road course again for their second and third races at that track this season. Good. Um, so as a Joseph Newgarden fan, I regretfully have to make this pick. Uh, I want we're going to be making both races at the same time. Our pick, okay. by the way. Um, so I am predicting that wait, wait, Scott Dixon. Okay. You, I'm gonna. You, you can just say both of them. Like, I'm gonna. Mind, I, so I think. Myself. I think Scott Dixon's going to win both of them. Okay. Mm. Interesting. I'm, Interesting. That's, yeah. Damn it. I, I, I would end, I would, that would ruin my uh, championship hopes for jo Joseph. I would but, do that uh, for sure. That is kind of what I'm expecting. Hmm. Because Dixon just dominated, right, in July. Yeah. But that could be, I'm wondering if that was, well, yeah, they're definitely good there. But I think teams will be able to close the gap. And I know, especially for the second races, everything's different yeah um and also i just want to catch up in points to you so i can get at least one guaranteed win yeah that's fine <laughs> and you i was gonna pick scott dixon for the first race but that's fine i hmm what do i do now well it's penske's house so i'm gonna go with will power okay simon pagino and simon has not been very consistent this year but i think Simon was a really bad pick. No, why'd I pick Simon? I don't Too know. Too late. Well, yeah. <laughs> it is typed out. It is over. Yeah, but I I think well Will Power's been good. He won at Mid Ohio. Simon I think I think Power is a good pick. I think Simon, if he is going to come back and get some momentum going, he's going to do it here. And yeah. I think his lack of consistency might be because of COVID or whatever, even though they do have practice. Um, like he was pretty good last year and he was good at this track last year. I think after having a race on Saturday or whatever day on Sunday, he's going to come back and be quick. I hope. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I also wanted to pick Pato, but oh well. I, Pato's very, I think Pato's win will come on an oval. He's yeah. been better on the <clears throat> ovals. Well, I guess he, I just think of road America. He yeah, really Road America, but he's just really good. I think I think he's gonna get a on a hot streak next year, and his first win will be on an oval. Yeah, for sure. I think well, that's hard for IndyCar in general. Getting on a hot streak. How do you get on a hot streak when you take a month break between races? Yeah, like I don't know. So Jackson, what you got? Okay, for IndyCar? race in race one, I have Simon Pagano. 
Uh, he was the okay. top finisher. Oh, I don't feel stupid anymore. No, yeah, you're sitting there saying <laughs> that. I'm like, no. Because didn't he finish second uh, or third? He was, yeah, he was on the podium. He was the top finisher driver earlier this year. Um, <laughs> and then for race two, I'm going to pick Colton Herta. Uh, he won <gasps> mid-Ohio. Okay. And I think he's having a good year. You're so. right. Colton Herta. Uh, so I feel pretty good about all my uh, all my five picks right here. Mm-hmm. I could very what if I nice. Overtook Alex in the standings after just doing one race. That would be pretty epic. So, the thing that's interesting about Colton Herta, about any IndyCar in general, I feel like no one's having a really good season except Scott Dixon. I feel like everyone's just so inconsistent. Yeah, Joseph had a really bad start to this. Like, it wasn't bad, it but it was very inconsistent. Like, he was, like, struggling for top tens at some races. I think Pato and Colton, I think if they would have had more consistency, they would be right up there Yeah. with Joseph and Scott. Because mm-hmm. Joseph got Dixon, his shit together, but uh, it's just too late. Dixon just came out of the gates swinging. Like, Dixon he said, this is missed. my fucking season. I'm going to fucking win. Yeah. So... Only drivers with an average finish lower than 10 are Scott Dixon, Newgarden, Pato, Colton, and yep. yeah, that's it. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes that's that makes sense. Um that's really cool too. Like a veteran um a younger champion in Joseph Colton who's like this kind of rookie but still has a little bit of experience and then Pato like fresh rookie. It's really good group of yeah. race car drivers. Um I think that's all we got for you today. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah. So. Um <laughs> But it was great having Jackson on. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I had yeah. a good time. Um, I'm my candle. I'm this candle exploding situation has <laughs> really startled me. No, we. It I mean, was it's fine. literally just like glass exploded over here. I don't. It's, oh my gosh. I'm gonna. Yeah. So I'm gonna be cleaning that up now. Oh. Uh, and then yeah. But I know you and Alex are both gonna be at the Kansas race in a few weeks. Yes, so we are. We will. We'll have to have you back on for that to talk about Yes. Um, oh, that'd be good. Honestly, come back anytime you want. It's it's great. Oh for sure. I mean you you got you know your stuff and <laughs> you're definitely a good value to this community and everything and yeah. I'm glad. Um but thanks guys. Well, yeah. Of course. Uh we'll see y'all next week. We'll have some schedule news. Yeah, should have that tomorrow, and, so pay attention. And probably some other nonsense. <laughs> and y'all know our Twitter handles, but if you don't, mine's at uh, DreamyZachRacing. Zach with a K, racing without the G. Mine's at Newgarden, at Newgaden. No, New I just said at Newgarden. <laughs> at Newgaden, not Newgarden, but with a Y instead of an R. I have Joseph on the brain, sorry. Joseph on the brain. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Head empty, only Joseph Newgarden. Uh, me i'm at underscore j todd 14 underscore yeah <laughs> yeah i <Underscore>. remembered <laughs> all right well that's all we got today um, thank you all for listening if anyone else has anything to say um go eric go joseph go joe or go, go joseph. alex bowman <laughs> i'm on that bowman hype train i gotta be loyal um All right, well, we'll see y'all next week. Y'all take care in this crazy world. And uh, stay, uh, I don't know, be kind. Yeah. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)